Marie hỏi. You. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Conveyor. Let's get the neighbors. Hello. Welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we have a little yarn about the most recent Neighbours storylines we just watched. We are in the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I'm Kate. And I'm CJ. We have news. Gals, last year we won an award for this podcast mm-hmm. at the inaugural Australian Podcast Awards and Neighbours has been nominated yet again as a finalist. <gasps> Amazing! Yay! Which is huge. Oh, I did not did not think that would happen again. It's the arts and entertainment category, new categories. And what was the category last year again? I can never remember. Uh, TV, <coughs> pop culture, and that's right. Something entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. It was one we fit in. Yeah. The good news is this category only has two words to remember, <laughs> so I'll yeah. always remember it. And actually. Kate, do you want to run through? Oh, sure, sure. Our fellow oh. nominees. I was going to say our competitors. Well, first I have to give a massive shout out to the girls from Book Who's Talking because they're friends of mine and I think we will organise a little collaboration episode with Collab. them. Yep. And I think there might be some neighbours related literature yeah. we should oh. be analysing. So... I'm not much of a reader. I won't be at the awards, so I'm just going to talk smack about the other podcast now. Sure thing. But you didn't. You never talk smack, CJ, so that's impo- I'd like to hear that. But also, I believe there will be a live stream again this year. Yeah, yeah. but I watched it I last hope, year. Yeah. Yeah. I, hope, I hope I can watch it. But guess who's going to stand in for CJ at these awards? It's going to be Baby Harold. Yep, yep. He'll yeah. be there, hopefully. Otherwise, yeah, no, 5th of May, he'll be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how overdue would he be by then? Very too much not he won't be yeah he'll, he'll be born in imminently i'd yeah. say yeah i think public tickets are available australianpodcastawards.com yeah yeah if you're in melbourne and you're a fan come along contact oh. us and yeah come okay. be our cheer squad okay other nominees okay we've got aussies in hollywood and i feel they is already represented us on that front <laughs> totally i did listen to first episode of that podcast oh, on the way here so what's that about so it's an australian journalist who has been over in hollywood following aussies in hollywood for a while oh. she was the first journalist to interview nicole our nick the first episodes with nicole again oh wow this, um, and they're friends now so i mean it's a bit, bit bougie really <laughs> okay well we had we interviewed callum rebecca we did so <laughs> i mean we, we had ho- we can hold our own. We well, had yeah, a fish. You had your, um, yeah, I had, we had Aussies in Hollywood. We had Steph Mack and um, Shanoa Smith McPhee. I guess though it's in a, like a, it was a great listen. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's, they, I, yeah. I do, we, dude. If we ever get Nicole Kidman on this podcast, <laughs> bloody hell, man! I mean, we could have Natalie Ambrulia. That would be like oh, an equivalent. Kyle's that'd be good. Okay, you, oh, Kylie. Yeah, yeah, that's never gonna happen. All right, you guys are gonna head up my new interview division, interview I, production team. I feel like Kylie would be on par with Nicole Kidman as a guest. Um, for uh, for this, for she's, this, on, she's yeah. definitely on brand. Mm-hmm. But I, I task everyone with the mission of listening to all the other nominees, just just fly the flag. Okay, and who else is there? I think so there's, there's as Vaya said, there's Book Who's Talking, which is obviously book reviews. They've got a great. Speaking of Nicole, they've got a great episode on Big Little Lies, which I enjoyed. Oh, okay. I was thinking mm. of downloading that book. So there we go. Um, <laughs> across the aisle, 
do not know what that's don't about. Know. No. Shall we speculate what it's about? Okay. A aisle. That makes me think of church. Weddings? Theatre. Okay. I mean, uh, best of luck to you. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Love your work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking with painters. Okay. This yeah. sounds great. What, what, what do we reckon here? Do you know what? Because, Kate, you made the quip on our Neighbours Council Facebook group that. I, I hope they'd been chatting to my house painter, Darren, who was an absolute delight to have at my house every day because every day he had a new amusing anecdote to tell me, including the time. Okay, so picture this. He's a short, swarthy gent, Darren, and he was telling me about how he went to this party once, which was a fancy dress, and he's dressed up as Yasser Arafat for right. this party, right? And it's a different time. In, it was probably only a couple of years ago <laughs> in in the outer suburbs. So let, let's in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he, he looked feasibly Middle Eastern because I think he was maybe he was he wasn't Greek, but from the general Greek area. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then he got into this. Uh, he's very mild mannered, but there was this really um, bullying guy there, and he got into a big argument with him, and then somehow ended up with the nickname the Angry Arab. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, look, so, it was a very funny so story. you think this podcast is about people having conversations with house painters? I, I mean, I, I just want to do a podcast with Darren to get his, his life story yeah. out there. I think that sounds like a great podcast. I had one called Con, my painter. <laughs> yeah. He was really into protein supplements. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you, I mean, he had stories. Like moving your arms yeah. for painting. Yeah. And then a lot of fumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are, they, are they like hairdressers? Everyone just wants to chat with them, probably. Well, I, the thing with Darren was that it's a very solitary job and he liked working by himself, but he also liked having a like morning tea break and a lunch break and an afternoon tea break to have a good gab. I don't blame him. Okay, game changers, colon, radio. Yeah, I, we didn't look this that up, sound, did we? That sounds very like um, important. That game does. changers, like, like shifts in the time. Should we? I mean, we should. Yep. Should we? No, I was going to say, should we look them up now? Or should we just all okay, all, all have homework and come back and we'll no, we check in? Right, I'm going I'm to look up across the aisle, and it's critical discussions about theatre in Melbourne, hosted by Carla and Philip. Which we should ask your friend Jelly because she's got a theatre podcast. Yeah, Stage Door Podcast. So I feel like my my alliance lies with them. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll suss it out. I think we should see if they went to see The Bodyguard. <laughs> no, because well, we they went to see Priscilla. We can, we can come compare. Now, Game Changers radio podcast is in-depth interviews with the best radio talent about their careers, a study of success and failure in radio. And I find that very relevant to my interests. So I will be definitely checking that out. I was going to say that that does sound like something you'd be interested in. I've got talking with painters. I want to let you know Darren's not in it. Oh, what? Um, I, I, can hook, I can hook them up with him. <laughs> it's. Talks with Australian painters about how they became an artist, their techniques, influences, and current work. So it's it's very sensible. It's legit painters. Yeah, it's legit. Excuse me, this guy paints for a living. He makes an income out of it. You, t- you can't be more legit than that. But look, I've got forty two episodes here, and I'm not saying a Darren. The great news is, Kate's format is up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! Well, look, there must be a million podcasts out there where you're just interviewing a character, you know. Yeah, but tradies, you gotta, you gotta, you yeah. gotta narrow the field. Yeah. All right. Oh, you could call it Smoko. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's really that's good. Really awesome. That's great. I don't know if it goes right. international. Don't steal our ideas, guys. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> go international. They wouldn't know what it was about. Speaking of, I mentioned the Neighbours Council Facebook group. I've just got a couple of people requesting to join, and I always ask them where they listen to podcasts, just because you have to ask them a question so they're not spamming you. Yeah. So I'm just going to prove Charlie, and he says, "When I'm cooking," which I think is just delightful. Oh, that's nice. Wonder what he cooks. 
Charlie, can you let us know what yeah. what your what your is m- meal like, of choice is? Is it like Lauren's calamari salad, whatever it was? Or Dippy's deconstructed taco salad, which is still on the Harold's menu, which mm. Deconstructed taco salad has got to be just a bag of tortilla chips and some lettuce and corn. Isn't it just like a burrito bowl? I have had. No, but that's constructed. No, but a burrito bowl. Oh, well, she just mean... like a big old bowl of oh. yeah, slop. She means the tacos deconstructed. Yeah. I thought she yeah. meant the whole taco salad was deconstructed. Did you deconstructed. think the bowl was just deconstructed? No, I thought, no. She, I thought she meant that the taco salad, yeah. which I have often, yeah. which is the bowl, the burrito bowl, I thought she meant that that's deconstructed. If you deconstruct the taco salad, it's just a bag of chips on its own, a head of lettuce on its own, a lump of corn, some cheese. like Which is also a fine choice. It's also fine, but I just didn't understand the stylistic choice there. And Alex wants to join who says, they listen, in my baby's nursery in the night, you got me through new motherhood Aww. or in my car. And she's not the first person to say that we were around during the early stages of motherhood. I think that's just wonderful. Oh, That's lovely. Well, this podcast... Also got me through new motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting me through impending motherhood. Yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to podcasts this week while I've been knitting. It's actually an excellent knitting companion. And you are now in the final stages of baby number two's imminent yeah. arrival. Yeah. It's, it's been a slog. <laughs> and, well, so shout out to the new parents that are joining us at Crazy Times of Night. Now, so... Neighbours Council Business. Obviously, we're thrilled to bits. We'll keep you posted. May 5th is the Australian Podcast Awards. We'll post the live stream yeah. so you can follow along. But seriously, if we've got some Melbourne fans who want to come along, let us know. And on that, we're coming up to our 100th episode. Because we've hit the 90s. And wow. I'm just thinking maybe we should do something in Melbourne. Like we should have some kind of hangout. I love that. Can we do it when I'm back? Yeah, of co- yes, of course. Um, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> Forest Hill Chase? Uh, or oh, no, the Burvale. Let's okay. We'll compile a list of related venues, or we could go somewhere near where we live. <laughs> yeah, we'll go have burgers. Let us know if you want to do something. Like if we should do an event. Like if we should do like you know multi generational like a- speed dating or something. Or- <laughs> now you could find, oh a, find a boyfriend, it's, CJ. It's my dream to set people up. Could I be like the millionaire neighbors matchmaker? Of course. Yeah. But that sounds like uh, that. Uh, I'm already stressed about having to organize that. So, but it's something yeah. like that. Do you want do you want us to do like an event like uh, we could do a, a live podcast or do you want to just do a hangout and we could all have like yeah. a meet up and have, not on Google like in no real life. like in real life and have burgers in Melbourne if you can if you, if our Melbourne friends want to hang out so let us know either on Facebook or Twitter or email wherever also if you happen to be in Dallas or New York City can you please let us know and I I would love to meet up when I'm there yeah and you, you will be there April twenty seventh yep. I'm in Dallas for like four days mm-hmm. and then I'm in New York from May 6th. Yeah. yeah. So we can we can organise something legit. Yes. When I'm not working because I'm going there for work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just but, come to your board yeah. meetings. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my listeners. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to listen to this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to find out about digital marketing. Uh, Brand enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just a bumper edition of Neighbours Business. So... Another thing that's special to me is I recorded an episode of a brand new podcast called The Tourette's Podcast about a neurological disorder I have called Tourette's Syndrome and which you don't often, you can't notice it often on this podcast because if I have my tics, if I like clear my throat or I sniff or whatever, I just cut all that stuff out. But I talk about all of that on this episode of Tourette's Pod and he actually left a lot of my tics in in the second half of the interview. You can hear me sort of sniffing and clearing my throat and 
um, which is kind of fun. It's a fun game to play. Like, oh, when- it, was, it was really, it was actually really good. It was really yeah. interesting listening to it. Thank you. I really enjoyed listening to it and I learned a lot about Vaya. So if anyone else wants to, they should listen to and it. And my mum does a little cameo, audio cameo. And the guy, Ben, who hosts it um, is just a delight. So yeah. you should listen to his other episodes too. But if you just look up Tourette's podcast, wherever you find podcasts or just Tourette's pod on Twitter and you can follow the links and I'm on episode number six. So I'd love you to have a listen and it'll give you more of an insight into living with a neurological disorder. I have to say that um, I didn't even notice your tics until November last year when we went down to the Anglesey Backpackers. Oh, and then obviously we were living in the same house for three days. Well, I think I offered you a tissue and you go, oh no, it's my tic. And I'm like, oh man, I've never even noticed it before. So there you go. And because often Kate and I hang around Mm. each other with the mics on. So then I'm always on like stage mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's different when you're actually living with someone for Mm. a few days and you're with them all the time because then you always attuned to it. I was trying to be accommodating too. Oh yeah, you're a very good host. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're a very good host. You had Kirk's sugar-free lemon crack at the ready. (laughs) And I'm so excited with all this business. So on Monday, this is so what you'll all of this will have happened. A lot of this will have happened when you're listening to this. But as of day of record, it's the Melbourne International Comedy Festival happens every year in Melbourne. Great lineup of shows. Go check out a whole bunch of new talent. Friend of the show, Bonnie Tangy, is part of the Comedy Zone, which is a lineup of up and comers. So you should go check them out. But also, we are going to see Clive Gibbons, better known in his real life as Jeff Payne. He's got a show called Smartphones, Dumb People. And Colette Nan has been shilling for that show. She's been pimping it out, mate. All over the socials. So she sucked us in, us and friend of the show, Sammy, no pants. We are going there on Monday. We'll vlog the event. and We're going to do a bit of buzz off business. Yeah, and we're going to see Shlive in action in the flesh. Backslash the best boyfriend ever, that guy, this week. Do you mean hashtag? No backslash. Oh, great. Is that anything? You just, yeah, it's something I say. Oh, see, I've got a bone to pick with him from Friday's episode. What's that? Um, That he was delivering Sheila's medical results to her. Yeah, her lover's medical test results. I didn't love that, but like also that he was just going to be there for it no matter what happened. I, in my head canon, I rewrote it that another doctor had the results ready and he. Like Carl and no, he's not employed there anymore. Yeah. And they don't have any other doctors. And they've got Dr. Knacker. So he, she, they would have passed each other in the hallway and she, they would have said, do you want to, would you feel more comfortable if your partner delivered the information to you? And maybe they did it that way. But he's sitting behind a desk as well. Yeah. Like it seemed like a very doctor type of delivery. It was weird. Pay a bit player to come in. That said, he was laughing after, like he was, you know, delighted afterwards. And I thought, you know what? I'd go there. He, Silver fox. He, oh, yeah. No, we yeah. changed it. Wasn't it? Um, oh, ginger fox? Strawberry fox? Yeah. Strawberry fox. Yeah. <laughs> he, He's a fox, though. He is divine. That character, I don't know. I never know what he used to be like if he was this sweet. But He was, he was a bit zany, obviously, with the gorilla yeah. grams. But yeah. But what a sweetheart. Another bone I did have to pick with that storyline from last week is that I didn't appreciate the um, mental disorder shaming they were doing on Alzheimer's, dementia. Mm. So Sheila had this memory loss, which ended up being a side effect of a new medication she was on. But the whole week she was slamming d- Alzheimer's and saying, Oh well, you're gonna have to help me go to the toilet, and you're gonna have to ship me off to the nut house and well, we've old seen folks' what home. To Doug already. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the best portrayal, but she and no nowhere one person said, "Oh, they've got new medications now for so that." Slow it down. Yeah. But no one actually pulled her up and said, "Hey, stop slandering 
people with this condition. I think she she must be really – so her, her mum had it, right? Oh, okay. So she's super triggered by this. <sighs> she's triggered, okay. Yeah. I just – I really wished someone like Xanthi would have – because she wants to be a nurse. Maybe she could have read up on – because I've read up on this study of um, – uh, Montessori program that was helping dementia patients and it was giving them a really great quality of life and mm-hmm. self-sufficiency. And maybe Xanthi could have read up on that study. And Yeah, but she only got like an hour's notice before the actual like results meeting. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Anyway, I really also, wish- if anyone is interested, Plague at Victoria run a similar program. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, let's do our deep dive. Before we jump into our deep dive episode – um, a couple of things that have happened since we last recorded, storyline-wise, that I wanted to shine a light on. Your boyfriend, CJ and Kate, Leo Tanaka, went to London. Yeah, yeah. Fly in, fly out. Very busy. <laughs> FIFO. Oh. <laughs> and we know it was London because... He was um, hanging out by the Tower Bridge. Yeah, obviously. If you... <laughs> Um, that's where everybody hangs out, isn't if, it? If you go yeah. to Queensland, you have a meeting in front of the Big Pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, <laughs> yep. If you go to Sydney, you're under the Harbour Bridge. Yep, yep. And if you're in London, there it's the Tower Bridge. And my favourite moment, Aaron, go the, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. yeah, right under there, <laughs> right up the bum of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I really loved this amazing cartoonish moment. Shout out to our former villain of the week, Dakota Davies, and her uh, smuggling the diamonds in the decaf coffee beans. Was that her? That was her. Oh, really? And look, I think we just need to have a moment of silence for the original Pirate Net Studios. Yes. What but happened to them? If they, they couldn't run it as a successful cafe in Melbourne, the, the yeah. queen of coffee culture. I think they need to like find a new supplier of coffee beans. <laughs> yeah. And this moment where Leo threatens her and says, I have this USB full of information that's going to ruin you. Yeah, like it's going to prove you were part of a crime unless you absolve Paul of yeah. his association but with let, it. But let me turn my back for a moment to take this important phone call. Yeah, ring, ring, oh, turns his back, yoink, Dakota grabs the USB and bottles it while he's telling Paul, I've got this all under control. She oh. can't outsmart me. I just, <laughs> okay, so when you put something on a USB, you copy it onto the USB. Yeah. Yeah, you keep there, sh- there should be another copy of it somewhere. It should yeah. be on their Google Drive. I, with my computer, I have to delete the original from when I'm doing that. Yeah, and also like USBs aren't that reliable. No, like no, I've definitely not at all. had them fail or like fall in things. And they're so small. Whatever. Yeah, that mine are. Is it at the bottom of my handbag? Mm. Is it unless I tie it to a lanyard? He, that yeah. he should have tied it to a lanyard. It should have around his neck. Have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I've recently started embracing the lanyard again. And he should have. In, In fact, York, you don't even need a security pass. You work from home. I, I've got an iHeart New York one. I put my keys on it. <laughs> I don't care. And I had a, a workplace that gave them to us as a staff gift, USBs, but it was in like a little credit card style. I mean, that's amazing. With our work logo mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And then you flick out the USB and that could slide nicely into a wallet. Somebody safety. Once, um, gave my husband one that had a bottle opener on it. <laughs> that's actually the perfect gift. Yeah, I'll tell you who it was after all. <laughs> The other thing I need to shine a light on is, well, Paige and former father and Giganta are all left in the world's most snooziest episode, so we don't need to worry about that. And welcome Chloe Brennan yeah. to yeah. the Brendan. Brensis. Brensis or I'm toying with the idea of the nickname Diva Cup. <laughs> no, no. 
But it was a moon cup, by the way. Because what an entrance and neighbours. We finally got to see those toilets. Lovely. To- Dippy does a lovely toilet. Yeah. They were set up really nicely. Yeah, it was, I think it was quite elaborate for the size of cafe. It, it looked yeah. more like it should be in the Lasseter's um, mm. foyer. Yeah, I would have thought a unisex one toilet situation would have yeah. been what mm. did. Or, or like it was actually small enough that you used the one in the complex. Yeah. 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 But shout out to neighbours for mentioning periods and that people have them and sometimes you're caught in a bind in the public toilets without your diva cup as chloe uh, m- said moon cup. no she i wrote she said diva cup i'm sure it was moon cup because yeah, i wrote diva cup listeners <laughs> let us know who's right and she wanted a tampon and the fact that they used the word like just i have so much time for that well, well done Dippy still sells them yes because that's where yeah. sophie ramsey sm- smuggled some out I was going to go with Chloe Bro, but then yeah. I thought she's not a bro. She's just got bros. So that's why I just in the end, so because we've got Bren Bro. That's why I thought oh, Bren yeah. Sis. Bren Sis. Unless something else, something else will emerge. It will. We, so didn't, we didn't get the nickname Staff till years later. No, that's true. <laughs> and well, actually, I've got like a new follower on Twitter this week, which is a new listener and she's been listening back from the start. And she was asking what some of the updated nicknames are because obviously a lot of the people from the start have left, like Drab. Yeah, yeah. The story, Josh. I used to toy with the idea of putting up a catalogue of all our nicknames on the website, but they evolve so quickly. Who can be asked mm. updating that? Yeah, not me. And I'd have to. <laughs> so we've had people leave. You mentioned this. Yeah, they all decided one week. Let's all live in Queensland. Okay, ben, bye. Ben Kirk's off to Oki. Ben Kirk's gone, but he's he's there on it more more than he used to be on an iPad. But they've at least phased him out in a realistic so, fashion. Sensitive man. Yeah, yeah, they've they've taken him to the mechanics garage where Turkeys. he's yeah where he's he's got a family connection. His uncle, his his late father's brother works there, yep. and he's gone to re-establish a connection with that side of the family. And his apprenticeship's gone to crap in Melbourne because his boss is in the slammer. So that felt really organic. It still was pretty quick when he moved, but it was whatever. Pretty rough how he treated Zancan when she schlepped her ass all the way to freaking Oki. Yeah, oh. in her best dress. And he's all like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. I've got to like, work this weekend. And it's Good Friday. Yeah. yeah I, was, I mean, that's ridiculous. I was casting shade at him. No tradesman is going to be like, we are working through to get – my mum had doors installed, booked for Thursday, and they put her off till like well, actually, Monday. Actually, my parents had a plumbing emergency down at Anglesey and the guy came and had a look on Good Friday but actually did the job on the Saturday. Yeah. So, but that's country town. For you, I guess. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. Yeah. But also this week when they're chatting, Ben tries to be like, come back to Oki. And Xanthi says, no, I just can't afford to let go of my studies right now. And I loved it. Maybe I just can't friggin' afford a return trip to Brisbane every two weeks for you to ignore me when I'm up there, mate. Mm-hmm. That was not cool. Like he could have got up early and done his shift before Xanthi mm. got there. Yeah. I agree. But also like, you know, he probably doesn't know how to manage his time. He's like. 15. <laughs> I don't know how to manage my time. I'm 36. <laughs> Somebody put on maybe on our Facebook group that Steph's leaving. What? Yeah, no, I do want to talk about that because something juicy went down 
online with her and I want to get into that. We'll get to that. Okay, cool. What? Yeah. Wow, I yeah. missed that. Yeah, it's pretty it's great. Big. That's it's big. She threw some shade and it was amazing. Okay, wow. So I'll okay. get to it. Let's get to it when we – it won't be towards the – it will be towards the end of our recap because wow. I want to get to Staff's Cleanse. Okay. And then we can work that in. Mm. So, well, speaking of leaving, our deep dive is going to be Wednesday the 4th of April 2018 and Ho-Ho, who we've just welcomed back into our lives, Carl Kennedy's love child with Izzy, accepted – a well, applied for and been approved for an exchange program to China at the school where Libby's teaching. Now, look, my issue with this is that you do have to have your parents' permission to apply for these programs and they do have to agree to provide financial support as well. Oh, yeah, so, and, so who's paying for her to live there? And Carl. Cheapskate Carl. Doesn't have a job. He's already been footing the bill for Izzy's hotel bills Izzy, that she Izzy skipped out on. doesn't have a penny to rub together. Also, I went on exchange or homestay when I was in high school. Gaston. What was his name? <laughs> Vasson. 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 It was like five or six weeks. And we were planning that for the entire year. Did you have to have like fundraisers and that? Um, no. We, we just we just had to pay for it really, yeah. which is probably, probably why they give you a year's notice mm. so you can start saving. But like at the start of the year, it mm. would have been a newsletter sent out saying who wants to apply for the French trip. Yep. And then you apply and then you have information nights with the mm. parents and then you get information packs sent out. You apply, you get a family assigned to you. They leave off the application form that they've got seven kids. So you think that you, there's only three kids and then you're ringing up in half speaking French going, what are the kids' names? And they rattle off seven kids and you're like, am I staying with the Von Trapps? And it's really <laughs> hectic. Anyway, it took all year. And then I went, yeah, towards the end of the year. Libby and Susan put together this exchange program while they're caught up in Oki and then come back and it's not even term holidays haven't even finished yet and the program's up and running and they're taking applicants and they're approving applicants and they're and they're approving applicants that haven't even been students at Erinsborough High for a full term. Does Ho-Ho even have a school uniform yet? I don't think so. No, she's got the bag. That's it. I... I don't know. And she was all like, oh, it's China. And it's like, okay... Yeah, I've been to China a few times. Yeah, I'm, I'm, was it your childhood dream? God no, no. <laughs> so it's not my adult dream to no. be honest either. Well, our school, uh, see the school that CJ and I went to had a sister school, has a sister school in Shanghai, and they offer regular exchanges to China. And our school's Chinese orchestra would tour China and be hosted with the school and all that sort of stuff. And my husband went on yeah. the China trip. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure took all year to organise too. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, my friend Jo loved touring China with the Chinese orchestra and it was some of the best memories of her school life. So I can see why, but it but was it a bit ap- random for Holly. Yeah, it doesn't appear that Holly, Holly has a skill that she wants to tour. Yeah. No, <laughs> not yet. Anyway. It was quite heartbreaking when she did say, because CJ, what was her reason that she, she didn't tell anybody because she didn't think she'd get in? So she applied for some muckety muck one over in the UK. I think it was in like somewhere Romania. Romania, that's right. God, um, that sounds like a terrible place to go and exchange to us. Well. I know, she just wants she wants to go where you know where, where other people don't want to all the time. Yeah. I guess she Romania. Just wants, she just wants to go where people have strict gymnastics programs. <laughs> Yes, and yes, strict seems to be something she's – well, you know what? She grew up in a really lax environment. She wants some boundaries, man. Yeah, she wants yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Um, so she told her mother, Izzy, that she wanted to apply for this Romanian thing and Izzy laughed at her. What a bitch. Yeah. 
Oh, I'd, I'd be going Romania. What yeah. about Italy? <laughs> Italy sounds nice. Yeah. Easy to go to Italy with her. Yeah. You're like, let's do it. She'd be like under the Tuscan sun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I would watch an Australian version of Under the Tuscan Sun starring Natalie Bassingthwaite. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Uh, yeah. So that was that was pretty rough on Ho-Ho. So she, everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with you? You didn't tell us you wanted to go to China. She's like, I didn't think that – believe in my skills and she wrote a nice essay and Libby or whoever the hiring committee was approved her yeah okay and so um because Carl Goody's Nick is in a twist and and Suze was like well me and Ellie weren't on the you know we excused ourselves due to conflict of interest okay one it's the first time they've ever excused themselves (laughs) due to a conflict of interests and what, what is their conflict of interest well they're kind of related it's it's no, but Susan. is it is it because they know Libby over there? But you think probably no. It's because the, they knew Holly. Oh, yeah, but they didn't know no, Holly they would didn't be know applying. Hmm. I've got no idea then. Yeah. I guess because she wanted Holly to apply so that she didn't live with them anymore. I also <laughs> think maybe Ellie and Susan didn't think the program was already accepting people. They would have been like, "Oh, well, this will be in November." <laughs> I didn't but like I, schools do not work like this. This type of stuff does not happen on the maybe holidays. They, maybe it does in China. Maybe they're a bit more efficient than us. Oh, I'm sure it is more efficient. Yeah, but the Australian leg of the situation is going to lag. Okay, so my nieces and nephews went to a school in Shanghai, an international school there. They do have proper enrolment procedures Mm. there. And, um, well, obviously they were living there and everyone had like rich expat parents working for multinationals. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very confusing. Is she living with locals? Is she living with expats? Is she going to an international school? I can't see that Libby would be teaching at a good school. Well, Libby's teaching at an international school, I imagine. Which which tends to not accept locals. They're only like the richest of the rich kids um, locals go to international schools. So, And they said Libby would keep an eye out on her. So I guess she's going to be at this international school that Libby works at. She did mention something along the lines of I'm going to live with Local people. Which, oh, families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Families. Which so from my, my niece, niece was telling, it's only like super rich Chinese people went to her international school well, and it was a more average kind of ex- expats. Well, I don't yeah. imagine she'd be living with fellow students. I imagine she'd be living with a family as a billet and then yeah, she yeah, would commute but, to the school. But like with like super wealthy Chinese, are they going to take in Ho-Ho? I, get, I don't know. Oh, look, they didn't go into detail. Susan, <laughs> Susan, these are had, the questions that need to be asked. <laughs> Susan had one A4 page leaflet. There was nothing else. We should have zoomed in. We should have taken a screenshot and zoomed and in. And it probably just said, do you like dumplings? <laughs> <laughs> Shanghai dumplings? Yes, please. <laughs> and like Holly's just like, that's it. Because that was one of the yeah. things yeah. she mentioned that she's going to do. She's going to eat dumplings. She used three different fonts on that thing. I couldn't make head or tail of it. Oh, crikey. And amazing that she's got a printer that works at home. My, my, my printer never works at home. But anyway. Um, the, this is the fast-tracked errands for travel timeline is at play here. Has she gone already? Ho-Ho packed her suitcase because Carl said the condition of you, yes, I'll allow you to go. Also, she doesn't need your permission. She's got her other yeah. guardian's permission. Well, he, he needs to pay for it. Yeah, he said, I'll let you go on the condition that you stop in London and make amends with your mother. Okay. Now, can we get out our trusty world globe here? Because London is not a stopover point on the way to China from Australia. No, No, it's two separate international jaunts. Yeah. I mean, she could probably stop in Hong Kong on the way to London. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to stay with Malcolm 
and brother Malcolm and go see her mother. And I had some trouble. She probably can't go and stay at the women's shelter wherever Izzy is. (laughs) I had some. Oh, man. Yeah, Izzy's, I don't reckon, Izzy's probably got a job at a boutique. Or what fake job did we give her before we knew what she was doing when she was coming back? It was something in PR, I think. Yeah, yeah. so she's probably got some job already. I imagine she's got a new boyfriend. Um, Well, she's working some angle. I don't know, though. This laughing at her when she wanted to go to Romania and become a gymnast. I, um, you too to taught little girl, so yeah. she could really do that. I was going to say, you're too tall, ho ho. Give it up. No, no, but no, she, she's very upright. She's quite short, though, when she was standing next to Xanthi. Yeah. She's a very upright person. So you're saying you know, she's a bit really good. Nadia Comaneci. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Go for it, Holly. Go. Um, where, I don't know if Izzy was that mean. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think that was a bit much. Yeah. And I also, think Izzy's a mess, but I don't know about that. I don't, Ho-Ho probably brought it up out of the blue too. Izzy needs a bit of a run-up sometimes. But he, the thing I took issue with was when Carl said to Ho-Ho, make up with your mother. And she's like, um, my mum ran out on me, so why do yeah. I have to do that? And he said, "Be the, the better person takes the first step. And I have a problem with that because I've had to, like, sometimes you have to cut people out. Yeah, yeah, toxic. And you can't be the better person. And you, you live with that guilt and it's hard. So when he says you have to be the better person and take the step, it's like, well, why should a 15-year-old girl who's, whose mother's walked out on her have to take this step right now? Maybe later, but I nah. don't know. Nah, I, yeah, she can get, she can get stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I had some issues with that. And, yeah, so the, he books her on a flight the next day to London. No, well, let's take a few more weeks together over Easter. No, nah, you know what? I want to see Carl's frequent flyer ba- balance. Someone's paying for these flights. Also, he doesn't have a job. Why can't he take her? Yeah, and if you want this meet-up so badly, chaperone it. Yeah, be her father. If I was Ho-Ho, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll go and say goodbye to my friends for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go hang out with mum. Let's go underage drinking like (laughs) I like to do here. And I would be jacked off if I was those other Erinsborough High kids and I put my name down and this girl who's been in my class for three weeks gets approved. By her half-sister. Shonk. But I imagine Libby would hate her. Imagine the the dramas they're going to have up there in China. No, no, see, because I've got this whole backstory going where Libby hates her parents a lot. Okay. And so that's why she hasn't actually – she's only been back to visit them once. Maybe it was ever since Susan, like – Lost the baby that she was carrying for Libby. And then, like, became a Kinski and all that bullshit. And yeah, yeah. Look, I, Although I loved Kinski Sues. Those were my favourite years. But I feel like, you know, Libby just wants to avoid her parents, which is why she she's only been to Australia to visit her ex-in-laws, not her actual parents. Yeah. So I reckon she's just gone, oh, I'm going to get this poor girl out of this hot mess because she'd hate Libby. She'd hate Izzy too. And she would know that it would stick in Izzy's craw that Libby's hanging out with her and that. Yeah. So. Possibly, yeah. Well, I hope that they catch a show from the Penlina Cinegram School Chinese Orchestra if they're in the area. That sounds Because <laughs> they really do a good. lovely performance. And I also feel sorry for those Erinsborough High kids that really had dreamed of going to yeah. China for their whole life for whatever reason yeah. that was. But Holly's going to be a gymnast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Erinsborough High kids, there's always space camp. Give that a go. <laughs> now, I asked... I was a bit behind on the neighbours' eps. I was still catching up and I put the question to Kate who was up to date. I said, we need to pick an ep for our deep, deep dive. And I, I was going, oh, God. Kate's come I don't up, know. Kate's come up with a beauty. But then I said, oh, hang on, hang on. Wednesdays. It's got drunk Amy in it. We have the saddest bitch club. Oh. 
It was the saddest bitch off. It, oh, this was primo. So I think we need to just start with the saddest bitch jingle, move into the hot mess jingle. Yeah. And that'll cover us off and then we can launch into what we're doing. Then it's kind of back to the saddest bitch after that point, (laughs) isn't it? The saddest Amy's waiting for a blind date from the internet. Yep. Um, which is, I mean, feel like that's not even worth pointing out in 2018. No. Like that would be like a date. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, she's waiting on that and she doesn't want to do it alone. Also, like, I'm sorry, if I was the guy that was coming along and there's a whole group of people, I would be so offended. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to have a whole group of people, let me know so I can bring my people. Yeah. So you can be like the sharks and the jets. Yeah. <laughs> God. Slam down. <laughs> Anyway, she doesn't do that. She just invites people willy-nilly without even thinking about what they else could they have on. Poor old Mishki's. Or, or their interpersonal relationships to each other. Yeah. Mishki's just had a, a um, miscarriage, miscarriage which, which, which is another Kath- Catherine Sadamas. That was what I said would happen. CJ Stradamus. Oh, you did. Yes. Yes. And I thought they handled it quite well. Yeah, I think it was actually quite good. But she she wrote, they wrote that they needed time alone, which I'm like, okay, of course. Yeah. Don't go out to play pool Mm. just after that happens. Need to unpack. Amy sasses them. Well, not to them, but she sasses like, ugh, Leo and Mishti when a night in. I'm like, oh my God, Amy. You know what? Amy is an absolute see you next Tuesday this week. (laughs) She really is. And... Ellie is too, because I have to say, who on earth would be Amy's friend? She's so terrible to her father, who's made every effort to kind of reach out to her, and she, like, cuts him no slack, no benefit of the doubt at all. She'll keep letting him pay the rent while she lives in the lap of luxury. She kind of, like, her only friends are her brothers, and even then I don't think Leo's that keen on her. No, now that he can't, now that know, he can't have his way with her, seal yeah. the deal. <laughs> He's got yeah, nothing to do with her. Backstabs her friends. She's the world's worst mother in Erinsborough. There's this moment in one of the episodes where Paul's like, "Is Jimmy all right? Something's bothering him." She's like, "Ah, he's fine." <laughs> No, that's your thirteen-year-old son. He looks like he's going through something. He's got leprosy. <laughs> we haven't seen him in months. <laughs> Just go and have a chat with him. No, I'm pretty sure I saw him on a poster at Lassiter's. <laughs> Yeah, so Ellie, Amy wants back up and enlists Ellie and Mark, who are weird because they're on again, off again. Mark's mooning over Paige. And by the way, they had way more chemistry. I, cl- clearly what's happened is Olympia's gone to jump on the Margot train in LA. She's ended her contract and they've clearly gone, well, we've got to get bugger lugs off too, former father, because he's yeah. not doing anything yeah. for anybody. And then Gigantor's off as well. So they're all off. But the way they wrote it out is she rekindled her quote-unquote love for Jack and decided to put their family back together up in Queensland. And they kept having this drawn-out goodbye scene with Mark 
And they kept having more chemistry in those goodbye scenes than Jack and Paige. I'm like, oh, God, it's so obvious. I can't even handle it. It was just terrible because why on earth would she want to get back together with him? No, it was clearly like there was... I just feel like she's going to turn and go, you know what, you're just like a brother to me, Jack. (laughs) There's absolutely no sexual attraction here. They could have... I don't understand. Amber got to go on her own to Queensland and live her own life of independence. Why does Paige need a man? I got to travel to Queensland by myself when I was seven. (laughs) I didn't need an, uh, an accompanying adult then. I don't think Paige needs one now. She's got Gigantor there as a yeah, chaperone. <laughs> who would not stop talking in every goodbye scene. He was like, blah, 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 blah. They've got to, they quite should, cute. They've got yeah. to pay him as a speaking role. <laughs> so this is why Mark's in the doldrums. He's not over old mate. And look, he can't even complete the act with Izzy. Mate, they, look, when the surest thing in Erinsborough <laughs> fails on hey, you. Him and Amy, could have they ever had a moment? Oh, she's. I think Amy should be so lucky. <laughs> Could you imagine what what he would look like after being done I, over by Amy? The my main oh, regret, and actually my singular regret with the the exit of former father, is that they didn't put him into a tryst with Amy because I actually think that made a lot of sense. She was so thirsty for him. <laughs> oh, she really was. She was thirsty. She started going to church. She sent her son to bloody youth group, and she's still going to church. It's a dangerous thing to do. I know. How amazing would that have been? Yeah, it would have been Paige great. Paige is suddenly like, excuse me, I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. They went down with him impregnating her in a shack with, with dubious, dubious yeah, consent. Yeah. I think maybe she's sort of like into like, you know, risque sexual situations, Paige. Like she needs a good bump on the head before she has sex. Yeah, like that's why she chose the backpackers for their latest yeah. tryst. Yeah, throw off that balcony. Re- rekindling the, um, you know, corrugated iron roof. A car could back in here at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're on the blind date. It's an insult, wouldn't it be, to turn up on a date mm. and mm. the person you've actually taken time out of your life to go yeah. on a date with brings along extras. I, our friend, a friend of ours recently, CJ, was on her way to, well, I was speaking to her on the phone as she was on her way to a pub to meet a guy. Mm-hmm. And she was just saying, he just texted me saying, oh, he's, what time should I meet you? And he said, oh, no stress, my friends are here. I'm like, hang on a minute. No. No. That's not right. No, it's not right at all. If you don't have the courage to actually just, you know, talk to me, that's... One-on-one as a human. Uh, Look, if you really don't have the courage, um, you can say it before the date's planned. Or organise an actual group setting. Yes. Don't have a one-on-one beer at a pub. Go, let's go play a team sport. Or, I mean, that sounds like the worst date ever. awful. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Let's meet in this remote alleyway. <laughs> I'm going to bring my friends. Oh, God. I've listened to enough crime podcasts yeah. this week as well. I don't know. I met my husband in the last decade. So that <laughs> but you went to a sporting event. We yeah, did. As yeah. spectators. The dish lickers. <laughs> So yeah, go to yeah, go to something where there's a group atmosphere. Yeah. If you're not comfortable. Where you can gamble, you can have a drink, yeah. you can have a laugh, you can you can bring your dad with you. <laughs> oh god. This is this is all events that did happen the night I met my husband. There's a beautiful story as we're gonna tell baby Harold when he joins us about how his parents met. Now I need a moment. We need to do a moment on Amy's new haircut. She's got the soccer mum haircut now. You know yeah. what? She has got the um slightly shorter version of my current haircut which i got from our neighbor's friend sammy uh it's nothing like I don't it's th- nothing like your haircut no she she has like i think she has the natalie umbrulia torn but like um but, not not a side part but, and too long 
Well, because that happens to the back of my head. I'm going to turn so you won't hear me anymore, guys. But see, because I've had a shortcut and as it grows longer, it just sort of does that. Oh, on the internet, they call that the lip. I need to talk to your manager haircut. Yeah. Well, yes, they do. Why? Well, uh, it's a picture of Kate Gosselin turned into a meme where oh. it's, it, she just looks like a complete bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, that's my haircut. Okay. I need to talk to your manager. <laughs> I, I just don't know about the lob on Amy. I think she's a, a beautiful lady and I love her with the long locks because I think I like it when she chucks it up for her tradie look with the top knot. Yeah. But then she can take it down when she has to suddenly be, be glamorous at the back lane bar. So when I have that haircut that that Vaya's just looking at at the moment. The, the can I talk to a manager haircut yeah, we'll tw- meme. Have we'll, a look at it. We'll tweet it out. We'll um, post it on Facebook. No, no, it's quite When that haircut it. grows out, it looks like what Amy's hair looks like. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Her hair's just like a shorter version of mine, isn't it? And Ellie's is like a longer version of mine. Well, I mean, no. you, you all have straight hair. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I think that's what it is. She, well, I, but Amy's gone yeah. for the lob, the long bob. And Kate's, yours is medium length. Okay. Yours is how long Amy's was. Right. And okay. it's quite nice. I'm in denial because my oh. hair was quite long. I feel like your hair is very long. It's very long. Oh, wow. Wow, because yeah. I had 20 centimetres cut off it. Wow. Yeah, you're fresh as a daisy. Yeah, yeah. You're not like Amy. I just don't think it suits her. So that made it weird too. It was like, this is new hair and you're off chop and I can't handle it. Anyway. And no one mentioned her hair, right? Like no. Ali didn't say that. See, if your friend cuts off that many centimeters, you say something. You say no something. Offense, okay. Even hey, though, <laughs> well, you didn't say it to me tonight. You said it to Vaya's partner, though. I did. I, I mean, both, both mentioned it. He though. got his hair cut in a dangerous suburb, so they really hacked at him with the scissors. Yours is lovely and styled and curled. Yeah. No, you're. You know what? I feel like I really economized my time, and when I saw the photo of you, I think I thought Kate's hair looks good, but maybe I didn't share it. <laughs> That's okay. The thought counts. Oh, man. Um, however, do you want to know? So Ellie keeps calling this Tinder date Mr. Perfect. And yeah. why is he so perfect? Because he called her. Oh. Yeah, that's the saddest bitch <laughs> in Aaronsboro. <laughs> Just wants that's like, that's to why, love that's, that's and why. be loved in return. That's like, that's setting the bar pretty low. But to be honest, <laughs> in this day and age, a call is pretty infrequent. She said, we were texting and he called just to check in. Like, oh, you know what? If I, got a, if I got a call, I'd be like, oh, fuck, why are you calling me? I don't want to get calls. I just want texts. <laughs> God. But even so, like, he was probably calling her because he didn't want the beep beep to go off in front of while he was at dinner with his wife anymore. <laughs> so he thought, I'll just cut He's this like, conversation I'll just, I'll just go walk the dog, hun. And, yeah. yeah. Just, I've got to get, get on this uh, um, international meeting with the, yeah. the client. <laughs> I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a conference call. He goes, hey, are you the one that I saw in that flyer in your underwear? <laughs> And the feather duster. I really want her to start an affair with a married man. Now this is great. Yeah, um, she'd actually be great at that. Because we've got to get to this game, snog, marry, avoid. Are we going to oh, do this on, for neighbours? We, we, we've, we've missed the, where they're playing pool. At the so, water, at the water yeah, hole. The water hole. Yeah, but they, they did the snog, marry, avoid after the, the pool game, which is where um, DKX cop was setting up the balls or whatever, whatever it's called. But, and then later on, Amy's got the bottle of red wine and her wine glass sitting on the pool table. Now, if I was Sheila, I would crack the biggest shits of all time that they're about to ruin her pool table. Well, I guess that fits in with Sheila's memory loss because she's forgotten she's a bar manager at that yeah, point, yeah. I guess. And she's not on shift either. Pufferfish is in charge and mm, he's he doesn't know. dumb as a box of hammers. So, okay, this let's hear a bit of this game of Snog, Marry, Avoid, which is better known as... Fuck, kill or marry. 
Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, I'd only heard of it as the neighbor's version. <laughs> Have you never played Buck Kill or Marry? No. I mean, I've never really played it. I've just seen it on things. I've played it all through my 20s. Oh, good Lord. It's just a verbal parlor game. Do okay. we, do we, should we do it now of for neighbors? Of course we're going to do it now. Okay, cool. Snog Gary, marry, <laughs> marry Sheila and avoid Therese. Okay, so they start, they're doing it by neighbours family. They're mm-hmm. categorising it in neighbours families. Like young people will play it with their favourite movie stars, you know. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutchison and Liam Hemsworth, Kill, Fuck or Marry, whatever. They go the Canning households. Oh, yeah, house by house. That's that's that's, that's sketchy. It's weird because then it implies that you're doing the deed with the whole family. And you've thought about it. And so they, Amy says, kiss Gazcan and... Dick Cop's like, oh, gross, Gary, which I agree. Oh, Gary. <laughs> but no one points out that Amy dated Gary's son. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not right, is He's it? Like, yeah, Gary's all right. I like tall men. I'm like, you boned his son. Is Gary actually tall? I don't really see him as a tall man. I think he is. Kind of. I think Amy likes people with but heartbeats. Also, I, think, I think we'd just like to say that Gary isn't old enough to be... Coyle's dad, is he? I think he is. The actor's not. Coyle's in his. All right. All right. Yeah, you Google it while we. Oh, I play it while okay. I go to the next one. Um, Damien Richardson. I think it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? Coyle. <laughs> God, what is his name? I can't remember at all. Milligan? Chris Milligan. Get a better stage name, Chris Milligan. Christopher Milligan's there good fat. There was fa- a man named Christopher Milligan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Damien Richardson was born in 1969. So he's pushing 50. Is that right? No. He's not I that old. He's I not don't. old enough to be Coyle's dad, is he? Hang on, 69. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, okay, touch and go. I can, see nearly, him as a, I can see him as a teen dad. Gazcan's nearly 50. Chris Milligan was born in 1988, so he would have been 19 when... Yeah. When Kyle yeah. was born, also, which is Kyle the Franger's way. Yeah, and Kyle grew up with um, Nana. Yeah, yeah. he he so, bottled it. Gazcan yeah. bottled it. Okay, well, how about Fifi Box? She's not old enough. Oh, oh hang on. Definitely. No, no, well, she wasn't his mum. Who was his mum? Um, Shazcan. Shazcan. Shazcan looked like she'd done some miles. Dan Kant's a lot younger. That all makes sense. Then she says, marry Sheila and... Avoid to rage, which I mean, I'm so, I don't know why you wouldn't house. be betting Therese in this situation. But yeah, like also you pick to rage for all things. So in that scenario, so whatever. And then they make, then they move on to the Brendan. Yeah. And the two people at the table couldn't be more uncomfortable with that <laughs> idea. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> because one of them's a Bren and probably the least attractive Bren. <laughs> Which is saying something. Which is fair okay. to say because okay. he's dined out on his looks his whole life. So he All can right. afford to hear that. All right. This, this is the house I think we need to focus on yeah. if we're going to yeah. play this game. All right. And should we put all brands in, like including the one in jail? Like yeah. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone's available. And, Russell? And the, par- and the parents dead and alive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's typically only played with three people, but that's fine. Oh, can I snog and marry Aaron? Yeah. It's not how the game works, guys. You have to pick. And I'm avoiding tiles. Because he's painful. Um, or would I avoid Mark? Maybe if I only had to, uh, I don't know. See, marriage to me implies that there'd be more sex involved than just a there snogging. There you go, yeah. So, yeah, all right, all right. I'd marry Aaron. I'd snog Mark. It's prob- it probably wouldn't be too bad. And then I'd avoid tiles. I'd 
yeah, let's marry Aaron. I'm marry Aaron too. Snog um, Chloe because she's clearly up for it because she propositioned Ellie. Mm. And avoid everyone else. <laughs> I would avoid Tyler, marry Aaron because everyone should. Yeah. And he, he would be able to get like accidental touches of his torso <laughs> at some stage. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with um, with Mark for my snog because he's hot. <laughs> um, I and I saw his Instagram profile and I love him. <laughs> oh, he's got the cutest cat. I have yeah. to say, he yeah. posted his cat the other and day and a baby now. Yeah, yeah. it's I, all cute. And Aaron, how sweet he helped his sister run around town resume dropping. Mark would be good, though, for, like, his supreme cleaning skills as a husband. Actually, that's really handy. Oh, actually, that's – and he's a mechanic. Yeah. Never pay for a service again. Are you revising your decision, CJ? I'm going to marry him. <laughs> oh. No, but then you're stuck with – It doesn't really matter. No, no, it doesn't – no. You've got more chance of seeing Aaron half naked, even even if he never sleeps with you again. Yes. Yeah. you get to perv on him but for the may- rest of your natural life. Maybe Mark will go undercover again and you can have a little tryst on the side. Oh, that would be exciting. Okay, I've got a I've got an alcohol now because we're moving into. I'm sorry, I'm because this is neighbor, neighbors up late as well. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're going to move into the saddest bitch date. Oh yeah, so okay, so we've done. They're playing this fun game of snog, marry, avoid. That's not fun at all. No, and then like suddenly Amy is paralytically drunk. Before that, we're going to pick it up with Steph shortly, but Steph's not really. She's kind of half invited, and then she judges. Amy's previous flames, and rightfully so, because she suddenly caught up to speed on how Amy had a one-night stand with Sex Pest Wayne and then had erotic dreams about um, shitbag Jaden. Hang on. Did we gloss over the fact that Wayne turned up to this event? No, that's what we're getting oh, to yeah, oh, oh, yeah. So we ship off staff because she's not interested. She's on the outer. Then Sex Pest Wayne appears. The internet's favourite. Um, <laughs> internet, in the internet's favourite sex pest. In a dashing outfit. He was in his um, velvet vest. Yeah. And I also feel that he was probably the date. Oh. Oh, he's catfished her. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You're right. But he does have an accent. She would have picked that up, right? He probably got someone in the street in a shop to pretend it was him when he called it. Probably. You know my favourite thing about his accent? the In the Facebook groups, the UK viewers were like in denial that he had... Anything but an Australian <laughs> accent. I was like, no, no, he's English. Yeah, I've met him. I've worked on a show that he was an actor on and I was at the table read and he was there. And he's English. He's English. Yep. Does he have BO? I didn't sit next to him, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but but I probably think, not. Probably not. He wasn't sex pesty. No, he was delightful. This he is... turns up po- polishing his cue. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, Little Wayne. Do you like my cue? Call him Little Wayne. Put little Wayne back in the box. You only came here because you knew we were here. Now, Mark, an ex-cop, who is all ready to spot crimes left, right and centre, even when he's not on the clock. Yep. Sex Pest Wayne is sitting there displaying all uh, signs of stalking behaviour. Yeah. Mark, does he bat an eyelid? No. No. You know why? Because Mark doesn't give a fuck about either Ellie or Amy. (laughs) But he's always got his nose in other people's police business. But that's when he, he cares about those people. Mm. So how dare he? he? Amy and Ellie are sitting there going, how did you get this information that we were here? You have been following our Instagram posts even after I blocked you on Facebook. Yeah, but that's not a crime. 
Is it really like go private and block him? Well, she did block him. He went to Ellie's page and saw that Amy was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely stalked people online. It's it's, it's not the highest degree of stalking, though. (laughs) But I think it's a slippery slope, and I think if you don't if you don't stamp out that behaviour, because she said before she's told him no, and he pursued her at school in front of her son. Yeah, and you know what. Once again, I have been listening to far too many crime podcasts yeah. this week, but this is the sort of confrontation that she, that she had with him that usually ends up with her being murdered the next day. Yeah, never go with them to a second location, as Oprah says. You are even more dead to me than you were before, Dick Cop. There's stalking behaviour being exhibited in front of you and you are doing nothing about it. Uh, look, the, the thing is, I, I, I could really care excited about for Amy. Someone loves her. <laughs> I couldn't care about her at all. And but I'm I sure he feels the same way. Ambivalent. I, I care about her as a character and I wish she wasn't shit. I have hopes. She no, arrived no, at the street. like the actress. That's the thing. But You're also, letting that colour your But your also thoughts. she arrived yeah. on the street, not shit. She was a fun chippy and had yeah, she was. playful chemistry with Coyle. And she wears boots. She got along with Bossy the dog and she was sweet and lovely and fun. And, had, and then she went all weird and fell in love with her brother. And became the saddest. She didn't arrive here as the saddest bitch in Erinsborough. No. Well, and she was cut. She was fleeing. You have to live in Erinsborough for a while for gain. You have to earn that title. But even like, oh, but then think back at like Jimmy's dad. She like paid off all his debts. Oh, no. Well, that's <laughs> when she was the saddest bitch in. Wherever she was wherever from. Wherever she was from. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird turn of events there. So he's playing. First, she's like, go away. Then she says, okay, play pool with us. And then in the next turn, she's saying, no means no, sex pest Wayne. I think that those four actors felt like those four characters. They were looking around and Kate always talks about like this dubious friendships that are just forged out of nothing. They were all sitting there like, oh, really? We're the single people left on the show and we're <laughs> the people that have to be friends at the pub now? Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, God. Like let's hark back to House of Trouser. Like there was days when like – Mates like this were fun yeah. to watch. And remember, this was just when, not. Remember when Joel was around? Oh, Why wasn't yeah. he one of the Teletubbies? <laughs> I don't remember who Joel was. Uh, da- Daniel Daniels. McPherson. He's too oh. famous now. Yeah, they could have at least staged it all at the back lane bar to keep us excited. So they he leaves eventually because finally she says no extra loud. And he goes, okay, I didn't want you anyway. It's typical. Um, uh, loser. What's that term? Nicking, the ne- pickup artists. What's the term for the the nice guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Well, he's a neckbeard, quite literally, as well. He's all, um, I'm such a nice guy. I love you. I pursue you. I follow you. I like your posts. I've turned up when when your real date, who was probably me catfishing you, has stood you up Mm. and you don't want me, so fuck you. Because then he was like, oh, I don't want you anyway. Get fucked, sex pest away, you piece of shit. Yeah, I never wanted you. Yeah. I was just came here in my velvet. (laughs) I just just cried after we had sex. She said you were a dud root. He said, she said it was terrible because it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well. <laughs> Which is quite telling, isn't it, really? She could write a column mm. to uh, and blog about that experience, yeah. about how it was not good for her. Oh, my God. Imagine if this was all reframed into a sex in the city kind of ding, 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 oh. ding, ding, ding. I was thinking ding, more ding, the Aziz, Aziz Ansari co- blog post. <laughs> I'm thinking more of a think piece about Well, I was me- thinking more like, you know. What happens when he's a dud but thinks he's a stud? <laughs> um, and I began to wonder, uh, what, would he put little Wayne back in the box? Oh. oh you mean, exactly. <laughs> That's what they said. Well, her box is closed from now onwards. Close to business. 
So, by the way, Amy is drunk off half a glass of rosé. She is Cadbury. Yeah. Glass and a half, girl. Mm. So, this this is where the, the saddest bitch off really hit its heights. So, yeah, it, it turned into a situation where Amy's... Actually, I can't even... What, what led up to the sharing of oh, confidence? It was the snog, marry, avoid game. Because yeah. she's like, okay, I'll snog, mark, I'll marry, Aaron, mm. whatever. She did the game we just played, exactly how we yeah, played yeah. it. And then Amy was like, no, you... Marry Dick Cop. You love him. You want to have his babies. And you, oh, you like God. went off the pill and you were like having sex with him. And she yeah. was, oh. Has anyone been that drunk that they've been that stupid? <laughs> oh, you want to marry Mark. You want to have his babies. Okay, okay. You have had too much to drink. <laughs> You're just you... being ridiculous. I mean, the kids were there on the cards for us. And that is what you think. <laughs> Amy, No, stop. it's true. Come on, it's true. She is so madly in love with you. She was going to go off the pill because if she was pregnant, then she wouldn't lose you. Amy, stop. <laughs> yeah. That's just really nasty. Because clearly... When Ellie said that, she wasn't legitimately going to be like, I'm going to tomorrow go off the pill so I can knock up this guy to keep him Maybe. handy. <laughs> but also, like, Mark really wanted a kid. Would it have been the worst? Would have been an attractive kid. It would have been beautiful. And, in, yeah, in fact, I'm surprised at Mark's reaction. He probably would have gone, you know what? You should have given that a go. Yeah, you should have. I probably would have taken you <laughs> up on it. Like, I knocked up my best friend yeah. with my sperm while I was going out with someone else. Do you think Mark – and then so then Mark bottles it. He pieces out of there. Yeah. He yeah. says a Mark-shaped hole in the waterhole wall. Because Mark doesn't want to be there. Like remember when he said, oh, if there's a group of us, I'll, I'll be there. And then he's been roped in. And he, he everybody goes, else. I just feel like he's kind of saying to himself, I'm not one of you. I'm not a, one of the saddest bitches in Aaron's Barrow. Yeah. I mean, he's borderline, but, you know, he's not actually officially one quite yet. <laughs> I really enjoy him when he's drunk. I remember when they lost the baby and he was drunk for that week. It would have been great if he was drunk too because yeah. then he could have just gone. He did become a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. then he could have fired up and shown Sex Pest Wayne the door in a more yeah. humorous fashion. So then after that point, Amy sobers up at an amazingly rapid rate. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, sorry, Ellie. I didn't mean to say it. No, no, you did. Ellie is it, dark. What is it? In vino veritas. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie is dark on Amy, which is valid. You're not my best friend anymore. So, look, officially neither of them have any friends now. No, because Ellie also just showed Paige the door. Ellie's the reason Paige left. Because Ellie's yeah. like, leave me alone. You've ruined all our lives. Stop hanging around. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you move out of your auntie's house, Ellie? <laughs> but also, like, Ellie, like, gave up Mark and said, look, you need to be with Paige. Yeah. Why is she suddenly a desperate loser the minute he's free again? Um, It's a great question that I don't have an answer for. And remember, she mentioned how she had a miscarriage? Yes. She had a miscarriage with Milsey. Oh. Did she? Because that was... Oh, it was, it was his baby, was it? Well, I thought it was like the Sydney ex. Oh, no, there was some guy called Ethan or... Yeah, well, then that was a poor storyline. No, I think you're right. I think it was Milsey's baby. No, it was a... It was a... It was a Milsey. I wish someone could tell us. It was some other asshole. The perfect blend will tell us. It's, it was some guy called Ethan or Derek. Derek? Derek, there's people called Derek because he was. Pl- we said that at the time. Yeah, <laughs> he was played by someone else who was on reality TV. Oh, but because he came down to visit. But and then when Millsy came, he was like he was framed as her most recent ex when he came. No, they just had this this um Trist. affair. Yeah, she tried to kill him. 
Yeah, she tried to run, oh, him, that's it. run him down. Because he suggested she was a bad teacher. <laughs> She's after us then. She Scott does Tweedy. protest too much. Okay, he was on Prank Patrol. We love him. Hell is he? What the hell is Prank Patrol? It's, I've never I, heard of it. I work it. at ABC. It was in a, the ABC Kids channel. But he's oh. also, he's the Loop presenter. I've only heard of the Loop because they have ads during Neighbours. Yes. Because it's another Channel yeah. 11 show. So he's delightful. Oh, so, uh, his full name was Derek Meeps. <laughs> As in M-double-E-P-S. How could you have that name and not be an arsehole? But his real name is Tweedy. I don't know if it, Tweedy is on, on par with Meeps. I like Tweedy. I like Tweedy. I'm, I'm sad he only had that one turn as an asshole. He's a bit of a nasty guy. He's a charmer, a bit of a womanizer, and yes, usually gets what he wants. Old Derek, that's what Tweety says. Yeah, I thought it was lovely that Ellie did remember that she had a previous storyline and mentioned the miscarriage, but then in the same breath, she starts yucking it up with Leo and Mishti. Like, anyway, what did she segue into? Oh, she, she hates Chloe because Chloe's hot. That's and she's she- dragging Chloe Brennan. Yeah, oh, she basically yeah. hates Chloe because she's hot yeah. and she would like to be the only hot person. And Piers, poor Mavorni, because that whole storyline where they each apply for the executive assistant role and Tarage loses it at Paul because she said, you've only hired Chloe because she's eye candy. I'm like, poor Piper. And, you, and that was appalling. Piper, like Chloe was obviously going to be the far superior EA of the two. Yeah, because she, she did great role play. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't say, oh, here's my boss's name and number and you go to him with your problems. And I I kind of agree with her. Nannying is quite a lot like being an executive assistant. I, I agree. <laughs> You've got to multitask, manage mood swings. And you're running a house probably, which is like running many other things. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a lateral move for Chloe. Yeah. But I think Chloe's personality, from what we've seen of it, suits that kind of job as well. Hmm. I like her. I dig her. Yeah. I Look, I'm a fan of her so far. As my husband said when he saw her first scenes, he said, oh, well, she's already a better actress than Madison. Yeah, poor old Madison. Oh. Is, uh, she, is she a, an Instagram person? She's April. Kirk, April's a model. Okay. She's Kirk Pengilly's daughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's a model... Slash actor. So she was about to jump on the Margot train and give it a go overseas when she got this gig. Yeah. So now, speaking of gigs that begin and end, Stephanie Scully. I need to talk. We've got to talk about Carla Bonner. Tell me what happened. So Steph's storyline this week was that she felt there was a bit of bad karma around her house, didn't she? And she was... I can't remember why. She was drowning her sorrows with Gaz Can saying, my friends don't like me and my life's gone to shit. No, that's because there's nobody else in your age group left in the street. It's it's you and Gaz and basically (laughs) just hook up and and let's just leave it at that. I would have been low-key into. Yeah, look, I I reckon there's still a chance for the children. Imagine the prison role play those two could do. Ooh! (laughs) Don't drop the soap, Gary. (laughs) Or do drop the soap. Yeah, I feel like Gary would be the submissive let's, in let's the play, relationship. Let's play find the contraband. <laughs> um, and there was a delicious moment where Toadie thought they were getting high. Okay. I mean, and they would. Because he smelled sage burning in the house of trouser. Yeah, and of course I, Toadie wouldn't know what being high smells like. But yeah. he's from Colac. You can't tell me they wouldn't be on. And you can't tell me. Is from the country, man? Oh, but they're they, getting bushweed up there. Yeah. <laughs> And you can't tell me Sonia's probably smells like sage. Not got a stash handy. Oh yeah. Oh no, but she probably can't because it probably like triggers her ad- addiction. Um, 
Can someone talk about the cleansing? So what's Gary's solution here? He gives us some Turkish delight and what else does he, he offer? He says, I think you need to do a cleanse. And I thought they were going to get out the hydro um, equipment and stuck a hose up her. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I thought it was going to be colonic irrigation. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, maybe you're retaining a few toxins yeah, there. Yeah, Why not? You're, you're at the Motelness Centre. Here's the hose. Yeah. yeah, maybe have a massage and do some Tai Chi with... With Therese. I, that, I do not go to a bloody sage smudging ceremony no. for cleanse. No, no. I... And he mentions, who did it? Dippy. Someone did it when Gaz was there. In the sex tub to get rid of dead Pa Brennan. No, oh, dead ham roast as Juju. Yeah, I mean, look. But th- can't, that he, seems just, like a can't he just make her like some sort of green smoothie and say, here's your cleanse? Yeah. Yeah, juice cleanse. Here's some kiwi fruit and apple. Um, <laughs> Steph rattles off all her problems in this cleanse, like all of her troubles, and then at the end realises, actually, my life's gone to shit. Can we not do this? This isn't working. <laughs> and then in the end, um, Toadie just hangs out with her and it's fine. Yeah, I did not like that. So she says, I'm going to go back to therapy. <gasps> yes, because she has mental health issues. Yeah, ongoing, long-term mental health issues. And as somebody who enjoys to partake in the therapy – I'd like to say that when you have an ongoing issue, you don't have to be unwell to go to the therapist. It's okay to go yeah, and to just talk out whatever the thing in your life is at that moment. Someone like Steph should be going every few months anyway. Yeah, to use an analogy, it's like if you're a runner, a marathon runner, Yep, you don't just wake up on the big day and run a half marathon. No. You go for, jo- you go for little runs throughout the year to prepare. And obviously, uh, the analogy that I've used in the past is really relevant now. And when you see a photo of me, when you listen to this podcast, it makes sense. But I've explained going to the shrink as like getting your roots done. Mm. <laughs> you just need to do it every now and then. Yeah. And then your hair will look all the same colour. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So it's okay. But Toadie says, you don't need to do that. Let's just hang out. That's um, ridiculous. They just took two steps backwards in mental health mm-hmm. shaming on neighbours. So, not okay. Here's – this is IRL. We don't do much real-life gossip because we're not TV week. Okay. But anyway, but this was delicious. So, what brought this on is that I heard that she's leaving the show. And yep. this is why okay, you've cool. heard that because mm-hmm. of this tweet. So, this fan of the show, Camilla on Twitter, tweeted to Carla, Hey, lovely. Hope you had a lovely weekend. It seems to me that we don't see much of Steph in Neighbours. And I really love the relationship with her and Mark. Shame it ended. I mean, that's a poor opinion, Camilla, but that's fine. <laughs> that's nice of you. This is a couple of weeks ago. And Carla wrote back, you're being weaned with oh. the, with the, um, the finger over the lips emoji. Like, the shh. Sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. You're being weaned. So. Is there a hashtag there under the. Uh, no. This is just direct, mes- uh, direct yeah. contact yeah, yeah. to each other. And then. Then, then that set the cat amongst the pigeons and everyone was like, mm. are you saying you're leaving? Steph's my favourite. What's going on? And oh, somebody has Steph as their favourite. Oh. I – well, she's – look at what we're dealing with. She's not on the sad bitch list in my eyes. No. But there just – there really isn't anywhere for her to go at the moment, is there? Because they're not writing anything for her. But there's, there is no peers for her anymore, is there? But, like, there's a lot of budget to hire new actors available. Yeah. So, like, can't they just get some people in her age bracket? Um, and – I don't think it's about... But Carl, Carl and Suze don't have anyone else there. Yeah, age. It, I don't think... It's, just, it's not about the peers. It's about the story they build for her. You can yeah. build a story with anything. She could have a story with Jimmy if they wanted. Like, you can put story... Like, Toadie and Yashvi are having great storylines with her football. Like, you can have... True. 
storylines with all kinds of people. Yeah, why can't they just have a fun new person that works at the wellness centre that she can have storylines with? Um, Chloe is bisexual. I'm sure she and Steph would have some conversations. I did have – that piqued my interest a little bit. I thought they can hook up because Steph obviously went out with Mark. Oh, 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 you know what's going to happen? Kate Stradamus making a prediction. Chloe's going to awaken um, pipes. I was predicting it for Yashvi, as in – Yashvi will meet Chloe and go, oh, my God, she's a babe. I'm having some feelings. Um, can we Yashvi's talk about – a bit young, though, compared to her. Like, there's a good 10. No, but for a, sco- for a schoolgirl crush. Okay. She's also the age Piper was when Piper went out with an adult mechanic. Yeah. That will get, yeah Brennan, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying – no, I'm not saying for a couple. I'm saying mm-hmm. she's that's the perfect age for Yashvi to be awakened. But I, I feel awakened. like with um, Piper taking such an unreasonable – dislike to her now it's it's like your classic gone with the wind situation here. i do love that actually the fact that she would go oh my god I'm, i went out with her brother and now i'm into her could you imagine if they had like a same-sex ceremony and like photos were sent to tyler <laughs> i love it and it's like open your mail now asshole <laughs> i married your sister we got a cat <laughs> the cat sleeps on your chair <laughs> Oh, perfect. Um, who's leaving books for Piper? See, they can – Piper can have a storyline where it's her and a box full of books. You don't need a scene partner sometimes. Yeah, that's true. She's going <laughs> to end up being like Sheila or Carl or someone. It's, it's not, not going to be anyone interesting. Um, Maybe it's Susan. I think she's the only one that Why is Ellie reads. so down on it? This is where I'm just going, you're an asshole. Yeah, and Ellie set up the book exchange. Wouldn't she go, oh, cool, someone's really benefiting from it? She – Sat on the thing next to her and said, well, you just lost your boyfriend and, like, everything's sure, gone to shit. Sure you're, you're not reading too much into this. Yeah. Oh, who you. cares? Yeah. If she, like, who cares if the young girl is using literature to get through yes. a hard part? And she's still got a sense of humour. One of my favourite lines from the week when Piper's like, this is a nice reading spot. And Ellie's like, come on. She goes, well, this is a nice reading spot, but <laughs> I'm going to try and find like this guy. my brilliant career. Did you guys ever have to suffer that in school? Um, no, no, but it's on my list. It's on my I want to read it list. Oh, jeez. Uh, should I not? No. Okay. I'm, but I'm not a big fan of old Australian classics either. So. Okay. We, we were reading bloody A Fringe of Leaves, which was a slog. I think it's one of the publishing houses, PR department. Because <laughs> you don't see many people reading dead tree books these days. People no. are on their Kindles, on their e-readers, on their... On the Kindle app, whatever. So, hang on, is the book exchange like the things I see around my neighbourhood? Just yeah. a little cupboard just set up yeah. with rando books in it? Yeah, it's the thing she was sitting next to. I wish they would like set up one for children's books in my neighbourhood. That would be handy. Uh, they've got a library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually do live half a block from the library, which is quite handy. But you have to actually get those books back. Yeah, you which do. Which is annoying. So, she's reading that book earlier in the week on the chair. And then what, she takes it back and puts it in the box hoping for some notes? Well, I think what she did was... Is there a movie about that? <laughs> oh, it reminded me a bit of The Lake House. Yeah. yeah. Keanu and Sandra. The I think she had her own copy of that book and then she swapped it for the copy that was in the book exchange because the book exchange one had highlighted passages. Yeah. And she was like, yes, I want other people's thoughts while I'm reading. See, look, neighbours, look what you can do Yeah, with a girl and her books well, look, in her sadness it. chair. Tiles was never going to read a book. No. Nah. She's like, my world is so open now. Um, it's like um, there's this line in iCarly where – I watch kids' shows, obviously – where Sam picks up a book and she's like, oh, 
this is like TV in my head. I bet she regrets not going to social media university now. Mm. What God. a boring year she's going to have. She could have been living it up on the GC, going yeah. to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. <laughs> she's never she's never at the nursery where she said she was going to water the plants for oh, Sonia. Like, Hang on. That reminds me. You think it would have been relatively expensive for Paige and Jack to go up to the GC at at this very time, seeing the Commonwealth Games East, are on there. Easter as well. I tried to look into some Sydney flights recently over this time period and no way, man. It was so expensive. I think Jack would have been going to church anyway. Yeah. It's like he seemed to have lost his religion pretty quickly. No, nah, he's not interested anymore. <laughs> yeah, he lost it. Um, he <laughs> only By the w- way, that's going to be our Steve. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> excited <laughs> you go finally a song <laughs> i love that song <laughs> and it always happens organically um yeah no he dropped in one last time to say goodbye to his churchy mates and they were like don't let the door hit you on the way out <laughs> so that's a good place to segue into citizen or citizen and i never usually pre-prepare my citizen but you did she was so apparent to me during the week that i wrote her name down can you guess who i'm gonna write down francis nope amy nope no. Heck no. I was going to go negative though. Trade uh, Willis, queen of all Erinsborough. She was my queen because firstly, she was hard done by by Paul who forced her into leave. I So insulting. I didn't hate that. Oh, look, I question, I've never worked, sorry, I've never worked in a workplace that would let you accrue three months worth yeah, of annual leave. That's I have. Poor management. I have because that's showbiz for you. And usually someone puts the fear of God into one of the managers and goes, you've got to sort your staff out. Because yep. I worked in a business where if you took a day off, someone would have your job the next day. You know, like you did not want to leave your job. And so often I would just get paid out that leave. They'd go take a week off or we'll pay it out to you. They give you the choice. They don't just go bye. Yeah. Anyway, this is, I'm just, it's, that bothered me because this is how women in management get erased from the narrative. Vaya, come on. Nepotism. It's a family-run business. That is actually the perils of working for family-run businesses, which I have before. It is 100% nepotism. But it's not a mom and pop fish and chip shop. It's it's a global hotel chain. It's still not a publicly run company. That's, that's, that's my top tip. Work for publicly run companies where they're accountable to shareholders. Ugh. It's rage. Get in on like go work somewhere else. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think she should work somewhere else mm. where she's appreciated. Yeah, she should set up a new hotel. Go down to the wellness center and start running that. Yes, we do need a fourth place of accommodation in this town. Anyway, the the reason though why she's my citizen is because she did tai chi in the most hilarious manner with amazing sweaty hair. She was just reading with her daughter, just rekindling her bond with her daughter. I was actually disappointed with her in that she didn't go, you know what, you've had a pretty shit year, Pipes. Let's go to New York. She can't go to New York. She has a criminal record. She can't go. Okay, let's go to bloody Phuket and we're going to drink cocktails out of fish bowls. <laughs> that does sound great. And yeah. that's, well, she can't because she's in AA. <laughs> God, you guys. Okay, let's go to bloody India and we'll bloody do the pray part of it, pray love, Okay. <laughs> Go to an ashram. I, actually, that sounds great for them. And Except Therese would hate but that. Imagine, she, Let's she, just go to Italy and do the eat part. Yeah, there you go. She couldn't do 10 minutes in Tai Chi without checking her phone, which was hilarious. Piper and Therese have comedy gold scenes together. Mm. Um, and the, I think my highlight from her for the week was when Gary's finally confided in her that his mum 
they might she might have Alzheimer's, but she doesn't. They're waiting for the test results. Everyone's anxious, and Tarage goes, "I'll organise some tea," which is so management of her. Yeah. Anyone else would say, "I'll boil the kettle," <laughs> but Tarage is, "I'll organise some tea." I think I really enjoyed that because Therese is in a situation like many of us are in a relationship where you're the one that's always right. Like Therese is normally always right yeah, other correct. than when she slept with Paul. Yeah. And no, I thought I stand by that. I think she was right then too. <laughs> and Gary had to say, look, I, I need you to be there for me right now and stop playing games with Paul. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I've been wrong. <laughs> and I enjoyed that because I thought it was yeah. an interesting dynamic shift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone else? Citizen, citizen. Kate. All right, I'm going to go citizen for Brent Sears. Yep. Just because I like, she's stirring the pot a bit. She's pissed off people who annoy me. So, you know, your enemy's my enemy, you know. And she's been perfectly jovial and friendly with people. Yeah. So they've got no reason to jack up over her and already. I, I quite liked her having a go at Mark in the Friday's episode. You know, it seemed like a good brother-sister mm. argument to have. But also, we, we haven't mentioned this, Um. Our former premier, Steve Brax's son, is now in the show as in the receptionist. I've referred to him before oh. as hot concierge. You have. Who Leo is tasking with jobs Check. that are beyond his pay grade. Yes. <laughs> also, I feel like there was a little bit of a shout out to Kate and I when they were talking about the baby that could have been. Um, it was mentioned that maybe the baby could have had Leo's dimples. I oh, thought yeah. that was a shout out to yeah, you like guys that. too. Yeah. I mean, he he owns the dimples, yeah. but but I feel like we've said it more yeah. than anyone yeah. else. Um but okay, and now this okay, leaving aside okay, well I'll well, just finish with my citizen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Princess, she's great. I like her. She's already stirring up a bit of mischief. We, she's gonna be blanded out within the next couple of yeah. months. She already, so she's already got the fringed tops. Appreciate her while she's here yeah. in her kooky form. But yeah, going on to um, Although Zancan arrived pretty as pretty much as a pocket rocket. With the crazy personality, and they've kept her pretty lively and fun. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Who knows? Hmm. I'm gonna go with Shitizen for Ali. Great, because she's not a sister. Um, what about Luke, Amy? She's as bad. No, I'm I'm annoyed about the book box business. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> your your former student has had her. Okay, it wasn't a great relationship, but she's had her. She's been codependent with this loser. And he's been wrenched from her life. Ellie has form for bullying pipes anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. You're an English teacher. You're an English teacher. Like Susan would have said, take a magical ride on the carpet that is literature. But, (laughs) but, but, But Ellie's like, do you think that you should be reading? I think you should come to the pub and get drunk with me. You know what I'd be like? I'd be like. Bitch, please. Seriously, you haven't had a relationship in the whole time I've known you. I was in a serious relationship for years with a pedophile <laughs> grease monkey. Um, I would happily sit on that bench with Piper and join. I want to join Piper and Tarage's book club. Yeah. You need to go and put a book in that box. Why don't they read the same book, though? That's my question about book club. That was weird. That's generally what it is, rather than just reading together in the same room. <laughs> no, I like it because Piper was like, I've got to get some reading done. And I've got to calm mum down. So two birds, it one stone. It was sweet. I loved it. And uh, when we choose a book for the book, we'll read with Book Who's Talking for our collaborative episode. Have we asked them about this? I have texted Josie. Did, did they reply? Yes. She's very excited. Oh, that's exciting. But, uh, she doesn't run it by her colleagues, but we'll get there. And I've got to find some more copies of this one book. But <laughs> um, it's going to be great. 
we'll get it done before the 5th of May, before CJ goes away. Can we get back to Nick Brax for a moment? Sure. Okay. So he's now an internet sensation on Is he? The, with, with the UK viewers because oh. we've kind of seen him around forever. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a model. He's 31 now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's no spring chicken. He's ripped, ripped as hell. He was a model before Instagram. Yeah. And he has his own underwear label called Brax. Oh. Why isn't it called Brax Dax? Brax Dax. Oh, that's awesome. <gasps> In stacks or racks. <laughs> we've started a pot. I can't even remember. He was laid back. Yeah, but he actually sounds a bit like his dad, which kind of is a bit off-putting because he had a very, his, his dad, while not an unattractive man, had a very just distinctive voice, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was, he was an everyman. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've actually got comedian Dave O'Neill doing his impersonation of Nick Brax's dad. And shout out Dave O'Neill's podcast. Yes, The Debrief. It's quite funny. So this, this may turn you off, young Brax. The only, the only impression I could do really well was Steve Brax, the Victorian Premier. Oh, pull out your Braxy. Uh, G'day, Randy. How are you going? Uh, Steve Brax here. Uh, very, very, very good to see you. It's very passionate about Ballarat and uh, <laughs> I love your uh, ways uh, you're working of. Oh, I watch you a lot with uh, Terry and the boys. We love you. We love you, Randy. We love your purple ways. I'm putting through an order for new security passes. What's the name of your new EA? That kind of like kind of nullifies his sex appeal a bit for me. Well... Um, he's also always at the opening of a can of tuna here in Melbourne and a friend of mine ran into him recently and didn't have enough time with him but was going to mention not neighbours to him. So the current mission is out there to try and get him on the pod. That would be exciting because the last time we had the bit part on, we got to see him topless. So this, this could be another aim. Yep. Blushing yep. as we speak. Um, we could open some tuna. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that sound wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is up late. Yeah, in case it's not, it's in case it's not clear. This is an evening record. But it is currently ten to eleven, and you yeah, did mention that you were drinking earlier, so yeah, I'm I've, glad that it is. I've had a Bailey's. Yeah, I've got pregnancy-related sundowners anyway. So yeah. we'll, we, we, that's but it, guys. We actually forgot about one of the biggest things in the final scene of the week, which is when plain Jane's <gasps> oh. super brain turned up again. Thank to, you. I to went to creep write, in the I'm pool. Meant to write it down. I thought Kate will remember. And you did. Yeah. Annie Jones walked in to Hot Concierge and Bren Sis macking on in the Sharma Rebecca pool. And do you know why she turned up at that house? I do not know. That is Mrs. Mangle's old house. So that's where she used to live when she was in high school. Oh. Which makes me suspicious that maybe Loz has sold it to her on the quiet. Lovely. I love Annie Jones. She's a regular voiceover talent here in Melbourne. Okay. I used to see her a lot at the radio station where I worked. She used mm-hmm. to come in a lot. And uh, I have she a lot of time like, for she's her. She's polite. Yeah, she I have a lot of time for her guest spot. That's really rude of Lauren to have sold. The house without offering it to the tenants first. Or but just also, even telling them. Yeah, and also being like, oh, my daughter's moved now. I'm done with Erin's Yeah. You know. We want you back, Lauren. Isn't there paperwork? Yes, like, I haven't rented off well, in a long time. But surely if it changes ownership, you would get notified because your lease would have to change, wouldn't it? Yeah, they would probably send you a lease renewal to just mm. re-sign it with the new landlord's name on it. Mm. Yeah, and the, that ridiculous real estate agent from earlier in the I'm world. a real estate agent. You know, normally they when, when she ran into him, normally they say, oh, I'm from Biggin and Scott or whatever. I'm from Yeah, he's Brad hard. Yeah. I'm a real estate agent. Yeah, normally you also don't have to point it out. You can tell by their suit and car. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there was real estate agents parked in front of my house today in their black suits, in their black Mercedes. So you can tell. So you you you, you assume that someone from the 80s had bought your house again? <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Well, that was so fun. I really enjoyed those episodes. Um, thanks, gals. This is what an award-nominated podcast sounds like. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried now when I um, look at the other podcasts because they're serious. And, like they're about stuff. <laughs> but doesn't? But you know, it's a little. If there are people, there are new parents nursing their babies. Aww. Chris is. What's his name? Charlie's cooking up a stir fry. People have chosen us to yep. entertain them yep. while they're doing their day-to-day tasks. Yeah. And I don't want to know why. That's a good point. <laughs> as long as we're helping. Yeah. Guys, and and I, you know what? Sometimes it's good to laugh about the things we laugh about. Yes. Mm. Look, hey, look, and it's given us some great new ideas for potential podcast ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep, keep the juices burning. Across the aisles. It's going to be about church. It's going to be CJ's new one. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a bloody crap week too, and I got I got to the point where I'm like, why do I even do anything? And then that award nomination dropped, and then I was I'm renewed, I'm refreshed. You're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, they love me. They I, really love yeah, me. I want accolades. <laughs> Thank you. And speaking of which, give us some accolades. Rate us and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thing I to do. Us, I streamed us on the um, Spotify. I did, yeah. Because for some reason my iTunes wasn't working in the car, so I thought I'm going to stream it. Yep. And I did. Stream us well on Spotify. Yep. And I like to listen to myself. <laughs> so in the coming weeks, let us know if you want to, if you want to do some kind of hangout or meetup and we'll keep you posted. If you want to come to the podcast awards, get yes. on it, let us yeah. know. Please go because I can't. Don't turn up like Sex Pest Wayne and just tap, <laughs> tap on our shoulders. Just let us know. <laughs> we'll keep an eye out for you. And I've just come off of a work project, so I've got heaps of free time, so I'm going to update the Patreon bloopers and um, – outtakes and i'll chuck up a whole bunch of extra content on there for our they might share that i can't say names anymore friends yes i might make a baby before the next episode <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for the new neighbor we'll keep you posted and we'll catch you soon i'm vaya i'm kate i'm at remude I'm CJ and you can find me on YouTube, The Hot Mess Mom, spelled with a U. And the vlogs have started. I'm so excited. And I'm Vaya Pashos and Neighbours Pod on all the socials. We're neighbourspod.com and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. That was just a dream. That-